Sorry. I want to speak from my own experience tonight. In times of being in ministry, and sometimes before I was in ministry, particularly this week, and this week was a good week in some ways, and in some ways it was a difficult week. I can't share a lot with you, but to say this, that sometimes things come up and it gets against us. And if we're not careful, it's easy to throw in the towel and run away. It's very easy to get that in your mind, to get that in your spirit. And I'm talking to you too because it's easy for you not to be where you was with the Lord. It's very easy for those things to happen. But we're not supposed to do that. If we said yes to Jesus, it's a lifetime commitment. Just like marriage, right? Angelo and Michelle, Mike and Michelle, as you all know them, but I think most of their family call them Angelo, so we're probably going to convert him over to Angelo, okay, or whatever. I don't care. But, you know, when they got married, one of the things in counseling was you guys need to go into this knowing this is a lifetime commitment. Don't have the D word as an out. It should not be in your vocabulary. It should be determined before we start. It's not going to happen. And it's the same thing when we're serving Jesus. When he saved you and me, he pulled us out of a dark, dirty place. And therefore, we should go at it daily. And does anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you been in some bad spots? If you had, let me re-see your hands. You feel like hanging it up. I'm no good to Jesus no more. I'm not going to do this no more. I'm I'm not worthy. I'm not worth it. It's not worth it. And we can get on that roll, and the devil likes to run with that. And so, that's what we're talking about here tonight. I want you to to look at this. I'm going to read. And then my Bible, it says, and, and, and this is the NIV translation, it says, the director of music with the stringed instruments, a mascal of David. So David wrote this. He said, listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my plea. Hear me and answer me. My thoughts trouble me and I am distraught because of what my enemy is saying, because of the threats of the wicked, for they bring down suffering on me and assail me in their anger. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen on me. Fear and trembling have beset me. Horror has overwhelmed me. Now, I don't know what David was going through at this point in time. I don't know, you know, we got some Old Testament things. He went through some rough areas, some rough patches. And apparently this is one of them. And I don't know which it is. It doesn't tell us that, that I can see. And I, I, don't, I don't have ever, all, the, all the answers, but, but he was going through a rough time. And he says, hear me and answer me. He's talking and calling upon God. I need you to answer me. I need you to intervene on this. He said, my thoughts. 
His thoughts trouble him because of what his enemy is saying, the threats of the wicked. And they assault me in their anger. My heart is within anguish. Terrors of death have fallen on me. It's easy to get into that place that we have this coming down on top of us. It's easy to know that this is happening. It's easy to have these things to come. He's in a bad place. And it almost sounds to me as if he's somebody who is ready to just go ahead and take care of business himself. And that happens, folks. That happens with people a lot. But he is calling upon God because he knows he can call upon God. We're calling upon God tonight in prayer because we know that we can do that. We know that he's going to hear us. We have testimonies every week almost of what God has done. And we should never let the enemy get us to that place to say, all right, we're going to, do, we're going to be done, we're going to stop, or whatever. We need to plug on. One of the reasons that we're here as a body of believers is so that we can pull one another along. It's to help one another. And to be able to see when you don't, you think you can't see when somebody gets in that place? Sometimes it's hard to talk to that person. The reasoning is done going out there. You know, you can get something in your mind and you get focused on it and it's like during the headlights, all you can see is this and you see nothing else. And it's hard to talk with those people. Sometimes you can't, you just got to pray. And I said that like just got to pray ain't much. You ought to be praying before you talk with them. You ought to be praying in the beginning to protect them. And you ought to be praying when you see, I'm not being able to get through here. And so, we see what's going on here. In verse 12 he says, if an enemy were insulting me, I could endure it. If a foe were rising against me, I could hide. But it is you, a man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship in the house of God as we walked about among the worshipers. You see, there's nothing worse than getting hurt by a brother or a sister. He said here in the Word, if this was just another enemy, somebody who doesn't care for Jesus, somebody who just hates Christians altogether, well, I can probably handle that. You start talking bad about me, you start cursing at me, whatever, making fun, trying to do what you can to take me out of the game with the Lord, I can deal with that because I already know you're a hater. Not only are you a hater of me, you're a hater of him and him and him and her. Why? Because of their association with Jesus. But here he's talking about, no, this is somebody from within. This was a friend. This was a relative. A brother and sister in Christ, maybe. And that is hard to deal with. Not impossible to deal with, but hard to deal with. Those are the kinds of hurts that go on. That that's when we got to have this love. That's when we have to be able to want to seek to find forgiveness and want to seek to find reconciliation. It doesn't say that it's easy. 
But he does give us a word in here, right, about our love that we have. Greater love had no man than to lay down his life for his friends. We had that scripture up this morning talking about our veterans who went unselfishly into war. You know, folks, we're in war tonight. There's some requests that we're going to have that they say are unspoken. And they're not going to put it out there. I put one of them in, by the way. God knows all about it, but I can't share what's going on. But I tell you this, war is happening. You see, the devil likes to find a place that he can just find a chink in the armor and just get his crusty claws into it and start prying and start working. And he'll see just how far that little vein will go. He don't know where it's going to end up at, but he is going to follow it. And whenever we see these things happening, we as a church have got to pull together. We have got to be able to see. We've got to have these spiritual eyes and be able to see. And instead of casting stones, we need to be casting prayers and lifting these people up and realizing that, hey, there's one and maybe two and maybe three, maybe a ten that's going to be affected by this and they may walk away from the faith. Because of this enemy, this close enemy. He goes on and go back to verse 6. He said, I said, all that I, that I, had I had, had the wings of a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. I would flee far away and stay in the desert. If I could get away from it, I would go is what he's saying. If I had wings, I'd just fly away and I'd go to a desert place, be alone by myself. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever been on, you've been on that road? It's affirmation time to say, look what God's done for me. I have. And so, well, I just, you know, we just got to hang it up. It's time to go. It's time to get out. It's time to, and that's exactly what the enemy wants us doing. And that's where his state of mind is. If, if I could get away from this some way, I would just get away. Some folks will just run away. They'll run away from church to church to church to church. Always running. Always running. Always running. You see, when it happens, if you run away from the people who love you and you love them, which is us right here, right? Don't we love each other? If you do, let me hear you get a hand clap. If you love each other. That's, that's exactly right. And if we run away from each other, then now we've got to go to the next place and start building up a relationship. We've got to start letting this happen. And there'll be those that'll come in that they're, they got, they're the greeters and they're good at it. But that's about, sometimes that's about all they're good for is greeting. Hello. That's sometimes that's all they're good for. They're good greeters and, you know, they look good. It sounds good. But it's not much deeper than that. It's a Sunday morning. We're going to do this and this is my job. But it don't go any deeper. Oh, well, I feel so much love there. And then the next thing you know, the same thing that tripped you up at the last place is tripping you up at the new place. What has happened? Now you've spent a lifetime of being in church, praying, seeking, 
going through the church thing, but never really building a relationship with the Lord or with the people. And you know what? When you leave, they soon forget about you. They remember you. But if you're here, if you're with this body, then you've got people that's going to pray with you. Amen? You see what I'm talking about? If he starts that cycle of us running and finding and settling and then getting up and moving and settling and getting up and moving, you're always outside the courts. You're always outside of this place. Because we might not always have these same people. You understand what I'm talking about? Does it make sense? It's easy for us to get to this place, that, and it's bad when it's a family. You know, husband and wife, that's the worst one. Me and Sweetie just had our anniversary yesterday. We're 200 miles apart. She can't kill me because we weren't together for our anniversary. But, no, all joking aside, we're doing what we got to do. And it's just another day. It's another day on the calendar. Think about it. You know? Is our relationship based on whether or not I got a card and some dozen roses for her? Or she got me some chocolates? If it is, that's a pretty shallow relationship, isn't it? Same thing with God. That needs to be every day. We need to have that relationship every day. And to pull from that strength. You see, I told you this morning... This psalm ends with verse 22. It says, Cast your cares on the Lord and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. The King James says, Cast your burdens. And He will sustain us. It says He will. It doesn't say if you jump through these hoops, do A, B, C, and D. We've got to be careful with A, B, C, and D because it becomes the ritual that we expect God to work, we got the magic formula, so to speak, and he says, no, you're about the formula now, you're not about me, so I'm not going to work. And then we get all worked up and wonder why God ain't working. Because we put it in man, we put it in things, we put it in ritual, we put it in these things, and not upon him. But he says, if you'll cast it upon him, he will sustain us. You know, it's a strange thing that it's easy to cast stuff to the Lord and have a good Holy Ghost moment and I'm going to leave it at the altar and before we get home, we're carrying the same burden again and again and again and again and it's a vicious cycle. We have to give it to God and He will sustain us, not until we give it to Him. Think about this. That burden is going to be carried. Is it going to be you carrying it or is it going to be God carrying it? And if you're the one that's carrying the burden, whether it is uh, Bob hurt my feel, I'm messing with Bob again. Y'all need to pray for Bob again. Whether or not Bob hurt my feelings, Bob said this, Bob whatever, we got to realize and understand we need to be praying for Bob. Because Bob ain't acting very Christ-like right now. And if I want to walk around staying mad at Bob, I'm carrying a burden that belongs to Christ. I'm carrying a burden that has stopped me from serving Him. I'm carrying a burden that says, I'm going to go through the motions and pray tonight, but can I tell you something? It's probably not going to get no higher than the rafters. 
Somebody standing out on the road couldn't hear it if you yelled it out. Why? Because we didn't do it God's way. His ways are perfect. They're way higher than ours. He knows things that we don't know. He does things differently than we do them. But He tells us a command here. And it's so simple and yet it's so hard. Cast it to the Lord and He will sustain you. Sustenance. He will provide. He will give you what you need. Will it be hard? Maybe. Will it be easy? Maybe. It depends on what He wants. Amen? There is nothing that we face in this life that He didn't know was coming. So tonight when we're praying, let's, let's just remember this. You're either going to carry it or God's going to carry it. And I'll tell you what, we're not capable of carrying it. Why? Because we read in the beginning, this came from an enemy. If this burden came from that, it's different to have a burden to pray for somebody. You get a burden to pray for, you know, Brother Charlie, 3 o'clock in, in the morning. That's different. But some of these other things, they only come from the devil. And our job is to bypass it and say, here, hand it off to Jesus. You know, we've got a lot of pride in us, don't we? We don't like passing stuff off. I'll take care of it. I got this. Don't handle the things that you're not capable of handling. And I can tell you right now, whether you've been filled with the Holy Ghost for 40 years, it just happened today, you are not capable of carrying these burdens according to the Word of God. Amen? Amen. So you got to give them to Jesus. Don't carry what don't belong to you. Amen? Amen? All right. So let's go pray now. And look at those requests that you have. Those requests may be touching on just what I've talked about just now. Somebody's hurting. Somebody's struggling. And you may personally know of something. And don't be afraid to call out to God on their behalf. And I'm going to go another one further. Do we believe in the power of the Holy Ghost? Do we believe that He can fill us and that He can lead us? He can give us insight that nobody else will have. Do we still believe that? Come on now, let me know. We either do or we don't. We don't play lip service. Do we believe it? Well, let me ask you this. If he says tonight, go home and call Bob, will you do it? Not to say, Bob, you're messing up. And No, follow the leading of the Spirit. It may just be, I love you and I've been missing you. I don't know. I hurt you. I know I did, and I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? I don't know. But if we still believe in the power of the Spirit, I'm going to tell you what, that is a very powerful thing of the Spirit, that He will lead us in those places. It's a hard thing sometimes, and pride is what keeps us from walking up to somebody and talking straight with them. That only comes through the Spirit. Okay? So we trust Him tonight. We're going to pray. You got a request that might just say, I got an unspoken. And the Lord just might give you insight. If you believe that tonight, then He just might do that. If you don't believe that, you'll never see it happen. Or if He does, you'll never, you won't recognize it. Because He's still supernatural. He does things that are impossible. Amen? So let's pray.